0: Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account,
1: at vacation pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at Almost And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Well, we'd like to welcome Jessica to the show. Jessica is a Disney mom, a DVC owner at Animal Kingdom Lodge and Wilderness Lodge. And I just learned that she's also a D23 Gold member. And she is a Genie Plus expert for families. She is a blogger sharing Disney tips for all ages. And she most of all wants to help you minimize parental stress at the Disney parks. You can find Jessica on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Well Hello Disney. Jessica, welcome to the show. Can you tell us more of your Disney background and story?
2: Yes, well, thank you so much for having me today. Um, So I was raised a Disney kid, and people always ask me, what does that mean? And basically, it means my parents also took me to Disney. Um, Back then, people usually went once a year, and that was really a lot. And they bounced between Disney World and Disneyland, so I did get to enjoy both of them. But what really made me fall in love with Walt Disney World specifically was my dad used to work for MetLife. And if you all know, uh, MetLife used to have a ride at Epcot called Body Wars, and (laughs) that was their ride. And so every other year, they would have a huge convention. We would get to ride that ride as many times as we wanted. It was so fun. But it also made me fall in love with Epcot before any other park. So then in turn, I was this Disney kid growing up. And now as a parent, I am turning my own children into Disney kids as well. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Body Wars is like that
0: ride that makes me a little sick. I'm kind of glad it doesn't (laughs) exist anymore. It's like on the same level as Star Tours. It's very similar. It's
2: basically the same thing, except for you're in a body. It is the exact same. Yes.
0: I like vaguely remember like chasing red blood cells and like (laughs)
2: That is exactly the ride.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Well, uh, Jessica, we have listeners on that listen to our show that have young children, taking their kids to Disney parks, and asking us for advice. But Sam and I, our kids are getting a little bit older. But you still have four
2: little ones, right? Can you tell us how old yeah. they are? So I have a two-year-old, and then uh, my twins just turned eight years old, which is a little nutty. So, and then my oldest is eleven. And um, they have all been going to the parks since they were basically born. Um, My two-year-old has been to Walt Disney World nine times. So just to say how frequently we get to go. We also like to maximize when she's free. So that's why we've gone so much as well. (laughs) Definitely. That's like a huge tip. (laughs) Go (laughs) before they turn three. Yes. It Um, is amazing how much the cost goes up once they turn three.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so much easier before they are they get big um so can you tell us what are some of your favorite tips for minimizing parental stress that's like the theme of your account blog right very much so Um, tell us some of your favorite ones
2: well, so I have like three main things that I focus on. Nothing breaks my heart more than when people come back and they did not have a good Walt Disney World trip. And I, mm-hmm. it's just one of those parks where you can't show up. There's so many amusement parks where you can show up to and be fine. But Disney is not one of them just because of the sheer size of it. So my first thing is you have to go at the pace. Of the age of kids that you have. So one day I won't have to go at this slow pace that I go at right now, but with having a two-year-old and then twins that are only second graders, I have to slow down my day. I can't run from ride to ride. I know we aren't going to make it from rope drop to, you know, park close, so we have to take a break. So you really have to slow down what you think of Walt Disney World. I remember the first time I went as a parent and I felt like I didn't even remember the park I was in. I was so overwhelmed and I felt like the day was kind of a disaster. So slow it down. The second thing is don't over plan. There is so much at each of the four parks at Walt Disney World that you want to try to get it all, especially if you're having one of those bucket list trips, but that is the quickest way to ruin your day mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World. You really have to focus on the things that your family loves about Disney, Do those things. And then anything else is a bonus. So you have to really reduce the schedule. And then my third thing is all about preventing meltdowns. And there's four questions I always tell parents to ask their kid if they see a meltdown coming. Are you tired? Are you hungry? Do your feet hurt or do you need a hug? Being tired and hungry are going to be the number one reasons why your kids melt down. Uh For sure but they also don't know how to really express that their body is sore. I mean, as you all know, I mean, we're walking six to 10 miles depending on the day. So their body is also sore from that much walking. And then the, do you need a hug is because Walt Disney World does a great job of making you feel the magic. But the way that they do that is by pumping smells, having sounds visually stimulating you. And so you are super overstimulated. And sometimes a kid does not know how to say, oh my gosh, I'm overstimulated. I need <laughs> someone to hold me right now. So, but if you get down on their level and say, do you need a hug? They'll know how to say, yes, I want a hug. And that will calm them down. I think I'm going to tell my husband to ask me if I need a hug next time he sees me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm overstimulated. Like, exactly, yes.
2: exactly.
1: I forgot it's- to mention Jessica is a family therapist <laughs> yes. by day. And no wonder she's asking such questions beautiful questions i respond. know this is very very helpful and it yes. is i'm thinking of there is an account i follow i'm trying to remember who it is and they have one child in a large family who gets overstimulated easily and so they yeah. talk about that a lot when they're posting about their travels just how yeah. they recognize that in him and how they want to make their travel a good experience for him and just knowing understanding that about him so yeah, I think that's such good
2: advice. Absolutely. And you don't realize how your child is going to react. Um, a bonus thing, too. I actually do. I just recently started doing like a Disney course, like on how to plan your trips. And one of my students was in the park and she messaged me and she goes, I think my daughter has sensory issues, like not even realizing that mm-hmm. the park would display this because she's only five. So she hasn't really Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to be exposed to that. And I always suggest bringing noise canceling headphones for five and under because you just don't know how they're going to react to fireworks. And so her daughter ended up wearing those headphones because she was just that overstimulated. So you're not sure how your child is going to react to all the magic at one time either.
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a really smart tip.
1: Well, those are great. So basically, slow down, don't over plan, and then four ways to prevent meltdowns. Those yeah. are kind of the key yes. to how you help families plan. Yes. I love it. Well, I know there's also other practical things that I see you post about that will help families Avoid stressful Disney vacations. And one of the things I've seen you post about all the time, and I've been wanting to ask you about, is standby skipper. Which, yes. Now I just want to give you context. I haven't even ever used Genie Plus. So oh, I... <laughs> must what be is nice standby skipper. And how dare you suggest even something on top of Genie <laughs>
2: Plus? Must be nice. I you know, especially with the Genie prices plus prices recently, I was telling my husband, I go. You know, I am I was like, oh, it's going up so much, but I don't know how to suffer. So <laughs> did you see their $35 today? $35. Yes. But and it's a I red just, day. It is right? a red day. It is very much so. There's so many new things this week. Magic Kingdom is actually sold out every day oh until gosh. Monday because Easter is this week. Well, Happily, Tron is open, Happy right? Turn, Tron open. So there's a lot of things that are keeping it in the red. And the parks are going to be full. And that's, you know, I wish I could wait in line for 60 minutes and be fine. But my two-year-old would not be fine. (laughs) And then no one else around us would be fine either. So no one's um, fine. Yes, I I wish I knew how to do it without it. But to add on top of your payment for Genie Plus, there is this thing called Standby Skipper. And I really... I really love it. It was hard for me to use in the beginning because I like to control my Genie Plus selections, but basically Standby Skipper is an app that will book your Genie Plus selections for you. Now, just like everything else at Disney, there is strategy with it as well. You can go into Standby Skipper blindly and just put in the rides you want to ride and put them. They have five different categories. They have morning, afternoon, evening. They have an ASAP category at any time. And you can put your rides in and it'll book it, but you'll be running all over the park, which is fine if your kids are older. But if you're pushing two different strollers like I am, that's not going to work. So I do use strategy even with um, Standby Skipper. But the beautiful thing is, while I'm like trying to change a diaper or a kid has spilled something all over them, Standby Skipper is still booking my rides for me. And I'm not having to set any alarms or check my phone to book my next genie plus selection. So when you talk about minimizing stress, that's a whole nother level of reduced stress. Tell us more. How much is it? Cost? I'm wrapping my okay. like,
1: What kind of feedback do you get
2: from people who are using Standby Skipper? So most people who use it, they do love it. The one, the biggest thing, well, let me talk about cost first. So it's $25 if you buy it for one day, but it's $45. Okay. And you can use it for a week. I fell into that trap of being like, I don't really trust this thing. I'm going to buy it for one day and see how it goes. Well, then I ended up loving it so much. I bought it for another day for, for, you know, now I spent $50 when I could have just spent 45 for seven days. Right. So now if I intend to buy Genie Plus more than one day, I just go ahead and pay for the $45. So I have it available for seven days, even if my trip is only, you know, four days at the park. And basically what I will do is in the morning, let's say I'll use an example because we're going to Hollywood Studios on Friday. It's a red day. It's going to be sold out. And we're focusing on like the little kid stuff. So um, Hollywood Studios doesn't have a lot for little, little kids. And so Slinky Dog is our number one choice. Well, that goes pretty fast, typically. So I would put that in the ASAP and I wouldn't put anything else. And I would continue getting the kids ready so we can get to the park early. And then at 7 a.m., Standby Skipper will book that. And it has a 90% accuracy of getting that first ride for you. And every time it does it, because now I've used Standby Skipper five times. And I'm like, I still just can't believe that it does it. I can't Mm -hmm. believe that it actually gets it. And I've never not gotten like the 9 to 10 window for it either. And so after it books that first one, I do a thing that's called batching. So I have my batch one, my batch two, and my batch three. So my batch one is always putting in that single ride because I want all of Standby Skipper's energy focused on getting that while I'm getting the kids ready. Because I also know no one can book until they have either tapped in or two hours after park opening for Genie+. Plus. So once it's gotten that done and we're on our way to our park, I then put in my second batch, which is usually the top priorities for my kids that day. So let's say we're at Hollywood Studios. It's booked. Standby standby, Skipper has booked Slinky Dog already. Now I know they want to ride Toy Story Mania in the morning because we're going to be over there. They want to also meet Olaf. So that's another priority for them. And then they want Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So those are our three like top priorities. I'm going to put Toy Story Mania to be booked in the morning and Olaf and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway to be booked in the afternoon in my second batch. And then Standby Skipper, as the times keep rolling, it will book those rides for you. And it's pretty amazing.
1: I can actually, I can see this. Because I come from the ancient magical land of Disneyland in the early 21st century where Either fast passes were free when my kids were little or we would just buy max pass and it was very affordable. And I, but I could not have stood in line with little kids without fast pass and max pass. So I understand. Yes. It makes sense. Yes.
2: Yes. Cause I mean, one day I may not need any of this because they'll Mm -hmm. be fine. They'll be older. They can wait in line. We'll play games. We'll talk. We'll play heads up. I'll be fine. You know, but right now my kids' limit is really thirty minutes at the most before they start. When are, when are we getting on the ride? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they really do. And now that they're kind of like Disney spoiled because we do use Genie Plus, they really can't handle and it kind of changes our trip we also are resort people so we want the time to enjoy the resort and on average when you use genie plus and things like standby skipper you're saving four hours of your day in line
0: so that's a really for me yeah the it's the cost benefit of like if i'm standing in line that means i can't enjoy my Oh, exactly. resort pool or whatever you know yes. what I mean? like I, I that sells it for me yes
2: so that's you know that's where we are right now and so I have to embrace all of those tools does it make the trip more expensive yes I mean if we were there today and we bought every individual lightning lane and we bought genie plus and had standby skipper we would have spent $335 today to ride just on that just yeah. on that that's before your park tickets the food you eat, that is one day, which then creates the urgency in parents to want to maximize the day, which then leads to tantrums. And then you come back saying it was a horrible vacation. Mm-hmm. So I really try to change your mindset to really, this is a not a vacation just for the kids because it's Disney, but it's a family vacation and you can all enjoy it. And so let me show you how to do that with your family, even if you're taking little kids.
0: All right. So Jessica, Sam and I focus mostly on saving money on Disney trips by using yeah. credit cards and points and miles and some other hacks, because for us, that is what minimizes our parental stress. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so do you have any tips or favorite ways that you like to save money when you go to the parks? Yes,
2: there's actually a lot of things that we do. So the first thing is we pre-purchase a lot of the souvenirs that we know our kids are going to want. And since we go so much We keep them and reuse them. But even if, let's say, this was a bucket list list trip, it's the only time my family is going, and you have a three-year-old, they're going to want a bubble wand. And I know sometimes they may want a different kind, but Disney has so many bubble wands on Shop Disney that are cute. Stick with the characters you know that they love. Disney has tons of sales. I've never spent more than $16 for a bubble wand. I buy it. And then when we get to the park, I do a big, like, oh, surprise. <laughs> and then the bubble wand comes out of the bag. They're screaming. Uh-huh. I paid $16 instead of $30 at the park.
1: 30 Crazy.
2: See, yeah, you could just walk into a store, put that it is... in the
1: bin, <laughs> and act like it's your kid's idea.
2: Look, you want this? Surprise! Mommy already bought it for you. That's a, that's fifty percent savings. That is with yes. I mean it is in it's insane. And if you're lucky enough to have like a Disney outlet, there's only twenty left in the United States. Mm-hmm. They get now what they've done with the Disney outlets because in Pennsylvania we're lucky we have two on the east side of Pennsylvania. We have yeah. Um, so that's a rare thing. But they now are using the outlets as aftermarket park stuff. So all the things from the last season at the park now goes to the outlets and that's what you're going to get. So if you know you're going at Christmas time, go right after Christmas to the outlet because they have all the Christmas blankets, all the bubble wands, all the different like trinkets. And as long as I'm pulling it out of a bag or something, my kids are like, this is amazing. They don't know I didn't buy it.
0: At Do the park. you find that the after park stuff is at the outlets everywhere or just the ones in Orlando? Because I, um, I always assumed it was mostly at the Orlando.
2: Outlets. No, after park stuff is like, especially where I live in Pennsylvania, it is there. It is there. Okay. Halloween stuff. I got my Halloween bubble wands um, from their Halloween bags because we did three trips during Halloween last year. So I made sure to go and get all of my stuff. And we look like, you know, we spent a million dollars at Disney uh-huh. because I already pre-bought everything. So I buy things on sale. I try to maximize when I buy things on sale. So cause Rakuten sometimes it's like Rakuten. If you don't, if they don't, anyone doesn't know it's a cash back um, type of program for buying online. So Disney on some of their bigger sales get 10% back cash for those. And so They'll be having like a 30% off sale. I'll activate my Rakuten to get cash back. And so I'm getting cash back, getting the item on sale. And my kid is happy at the parks because they have the bubble wand everyone else has. I love it. So that is one of the biggest things I always tell. And then you don't have to worry about like getting stuff home because you're like, I packed it to Uh come. And so you know what you need. And I do that for a couple of things. I do that for stuffed animals, just the little things. I know my kids are going to be like, can I have one? So I do that. And then the other thing is we always bring food to the parks. Always. I don't want to, it's just, it's so expensive. And like, yes, we let them have like a treat or a snack or a Mickey ice cream, but to like continuously buy like granola bars or goldfish Mm -hmm. like the things to fuel them there like it's not worth it so we all pack snack and when we had like no funds and we were going we would actually pack meals full-on meals and we did not eat the parts to save money at all because we just didn't have it you know and so we would make a little picnic on the hub grass by Uh, the castle and we have a picnic out there and, you know, people walking by being like, Oh, that's such a cute idea. And it's really because I'm broke. (laughs) Hey, I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we, that's how we did Disney in the early days when we just didn't have, you know, a ton of funds, but still wanted to go for the magic is we just used every tool we could to save uh, money to go.
0: Yeah, it's so smart. You just think like all the, you save a hundred bucks on a meal. Yes.
2: And then you can put it towards the things that make your day easier. Like yeah. you said, like the Genie Plus or. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we pay for everything via gift cards too, because we always get them either at Sam's or Target and get the small percentage off. And then <clears throat> if you are someone who has like some kind of discount that's annual pass, we have DBC. we get another discount on top of our items. So we get a discount from the gift card. Then a discount on top of that, so we we'll, we're still trying to find ways to make it cheaper.
1: <laughs> They're out. There. I like it. Well, so it sounds like there's three major ways that you save money: you pre-purchase yes. your souvenirs. Yes, brilliant. You bring food into the parks,
2: and then you use Disney gift cards. Yes, discounted kind of Disney. Okay. Yes, those are big. That. All three will help you save money in the park. So,
1: well. And I know you also save money because you're a military family and Disney offers money saving options for active and retired military, I think. So what are some of Disney's best military discounts?
2: So one, so I'm going to first talk about tickets. So if your um, military member is still active or was discharged honorably, you know, or served their 20 years. Once a year, we get this thing called Disney Military Salute Tickets, and you can buy up to a five-day park hopper plus. So this is like with the water parks. And so you get five park days, five water park days, you get mini golf, all these little extras that are around um, Disney as well. And we pay about 40% of the cost of that ticket. So that is- you pay yes. sick, you save 60%. You save 60% for
1: your, but okay. per person for your whole family.
2: Yes. And you can only do it once a year. Okay. So um, it's, it, the discount is slowly creeping up. So it's not as you know, it'll, but it's still way, 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 way with better. I mean, we're talking like $300. So um, you get that once a year and you get up to 6 tickets. Now if you have a larger family than 6 and it's an immediate family member, you can buy, you know, as many as you have, but that is for your immediate family only. You get that 5-day park hopper ticket, 5 water park days. So that's a lot of days at the park, especially for like a family that mine like mine that goes a lot. So and it doesn't expire. So like if we go in January but don't go till July and we have extra days, Oh. We can use those extra days in July. Oh. So that is that's like, really nice. Yeah, and that started that that ticket only started after the Iraq War started. So when they came back and it has to be renewed every year, but so far they've renewed it every year. Then we also have Disney Military Salute tickets which that one is a little bit more free. We can buy as many as we need. There are a lot of blackout dates for that. So we're actually blacked out over Easter break. So um, it's for off peak and you still save about 10% on your ticket. So there's still some savings there. But the one thing about the military that we always forget to add in about savings is we don't pay tax. And you don't realize when you're buying a $600 ticket for Disney, you have tax on top of that. That's a lot, you know? So Mm -hmm. we save the 10% and we don't pay tax on the magic year away tickets, which is our typical Disney ticket.
0: Okay. And can I just clarify something real quick? You said that you can buy up to six tickets. So even let's say you're a family of four. Yeah. Could you buy two more for like grandma and
2: grandpa or something? Well, grandma and grandpa wouldn't work, but you, if you were going back, because it has to be immediate family. Oh, so anytime it doesn't
1: matter. Yeah. I think... Okay. All right. Well, this is but... why you had four kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you knew because I knew going through that. But you know, they don't. The military member activates it. So, like, it, it could. You know, if if you could add two people, and as long as your military service person, so let's say if you bought it for grandma and grandpa, as long as the military service person is there to activate it, it no one's going to tell you you can't. I see okay so but like let's say if we only had because we've always had one extra ticket because our last one doesn't need a ticket yet so Mm -hmm. I've been using that ticket for like my like content creation trips yeah you know so that's why I haven't you know missed an annual pass as much but I'm really gonna miss it when she turns three so um, I'm gonna need those annual passes to come back
0: Yeah. That's the big mystery, right? When
2: are they? Yeah, it is. I don't know. So, yeah. But and then on top of that, Disney resorts offers discounts on rooms. And now that also changes every year. Um, for the past couple of years, we were always stuck at like Caribbean Beach. Um, then they got the Skyliner, and Caribbean Beach is no longer part <laughs> of the military discount. Oh no! Um, but that's okay. That's okay. And um, it's but, too popular like, now. It's too popular. But Port Orleans is actually one of my favorite resorts, and that, yes, love that typically one typically being seems to be on there. And we save about thirty percent on available. So it just depends when you're going. You can call Disney and ask them, like, when are the windows for the military discount and which resorts have it? Even deluxe resorts have it. But I don't. I mean, deluxe resorts are just so expensive. They've always been out of my price range until we became DVC members. So I was always looking at the uh, moderate or value resorts Mm -hmm. for the military discount. And they are up to 30% discounted. So always. So you just have to call, they'll give you the dates. And if it works for you, you can do that. And then we have a, oh, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, could you tell if somebody, this applies to somebody, where would they buy the tickets?
2: So the tickets, all of your tickets have to be um, bought from your military uh, recreation and welfare office. And there's also a place at Disney, if you're like in the Orlando area, called Shades of Green, which is the military Mm -hmm. resort across from the Polynesian. So. The way that I personally buy it is I just call the military welfare office and they will let me purchase it over the phone because they verified my military ID already and they just FedEx them to me and I don't have to do anything else. And it's wonderful for the Disney salute tickets. Those can be purchased the same way, but they have to be activated in person at Disney Springs because the discount is just so large. So they want you to go and verify the military member is there actually using the tickets. Okay. So when you arrive, that military person needs to go to the um, ticket office. Um, the buses drop you off. If you're staying on Disney property, that's where the bus drop off is. So you'll be able to see it. Um, and then you go and verify them and they're activated. So you if your military member is not going, you can't use those tickets. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there's two categories. There's like the super strict one that's super discounted. And then the laid back one that's not strict and you don't have to activate. You can just plug everything in yourself. So that's Got the it. difference. But then speaking of shades of green, that is the military resort that is, considered a deluxe resort um by disney so it gets all the fun stuff extended evening hours early park entry Um, it also you can walk to the polynesian it's right across the street from it it is based off of rank so the lower your rank the lower your prices so that's wonderful because it gives a lot of families that maybe would not have the funds to even go to Disney, a resort to stay at that's considered a deluxe resort at Disney. I love
1: Disney. I love, Disney. That. I yeah. love that they, So I can't picture
2: where this is, though. When you say across the street. It is. A- so, like, okay, if you're at the Polynesian and you're walking towards the buses to the road, mm-hmm. it is literally across the street. It looks like a golf course because some fun history fact that used to be disney village wow. and so it was the so the palms golf course is still there palms and magnolia so if you want to play golf at Disney, that's still where you go. But in the early nineties, they were looking to offload it and the military was looking for another D- So DOD department of defense has these welfare resorts for military families so that we can take breaks and stuff, especially in the middle of deployments. And so they have all of these department of defense own recreational areas and they were looking for one at Disney. And so technically disney still owns the land and the military owns all the buildings is it between
1: the polynesian and the ticket and transportation center yes okay so it's on the water
2: kind of but the golf course is so big so i cannot of it, picture it i know it's hard meaning. to see next time you go you drive by there and then you're gonna be like oh my goodness that yeah. is right there because there's a little bit of a drive to like drive up to it because it's the golf course. So like you see golf course and you kind of see water on one side, but you drive up it and then you're like, Oh, there's a whole resort back here. Okay. So I, where it is? I mean, I've seen the signs for it.
1: Okay. But I,
0: I'm going to have gonna to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Next
2: time you'll have to check it out and be like, Oh my goodness, there is a big resort back here. So, cause we didn't even realize it like our first trip. And then we're like, oh, so you stayed there or you haven't stayed there. No, we stayed there. So we stay there. My husband's rank is getting kind of high. So now his um, he's about he's I think he hits the lot or we're in the last bracket now. And so price reference, there are larger rooms that we would have to stay in and at the price point equal about a value resort. So that's how much of a savings. I mean, some people are paying 100 and something. Dollars, and again, we don't have tax um, for their room over there, and they get deluxe resort benefits. Amazing, yeah. So it is really nice because I, I there's a lot of families, especially on the enlisted side and like um, lower ranking families, that probably would never be able to get to Disney without those. So I am grateful that they create that opportunity for those families.
0: Jessica, what are some of the most memorable moments you've had with your kids? In the
2: um, so I would definitely say that I'm gonna talk about my number one moment with them. So obviously you know we're a Disney family. It is just like part of our DNA. And I had my last baby June of 2020 and I, it was, she was my first C-section. So imagine having four kids and then having a C-section. It was the first time I ever had postpartum depression. I did not know what was going on with me as a therapist. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have postpartum blues. And, um, and it was just like, kind of like a downtime, especially being in the Northeast because everything was happening in Manhattan and, um, I just kind of felt more trapped in my house because I had a baby and I didn't want her exposed to anything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the following year in 2021, we actually ended up getting exposed to COVID like in February, like my husband had just gotten vaccinated from the military and then we got exposed to it and all got it. And Disney had been open, but everyone was wearing masks and, um, After we got in and we survived, I was like, we're renting an RV and going to Disney. (laughs) (laughs) And we actually did, we rented an RV and we took a three-week trip because the kids were virtual schooling. And we have a great grandma that was 96 at the time. And she had, we wanted her to meet the baby. So we finally saw all of our family members for the first time. And this was the first time they saw our baby, you know, and, um, and then we ended at Disney and, you know the park there's no fireworks no parades there was nothing we were wearing masks the parks were closing early and we were at magic kingdom and it was like so empty and we were taking all these family pictures and my mom was there and you know that feeling where you're just like i feel like so complete like my family is done and mm-hmm. um it was just the best because my husband and i were like we're never gonna have magic kingdom like this again like ever. It's never going to be this empty. It's never going to be this dead. We're never going to be able to like, just lay on the street and take pictures, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was just like this, this baby that I was like, Oh, we're never, you know, we're going to be trapped in this house forever because of the pandemic. And then we finally make it to our favorite place. And, you know, you didn't need Jeannie plus because you could just walk onto mm-hmm. all the rides <laughs> and, wow. um, So it was just, that is probably my number one memory, just because I think we were in like such this dark place before of like the pandemic. And then to go to our favorite place, it was like, you know what? It will be okay. It's going to get better. Like it already is. So it was, it was a great trip.
0: That's awesome.
1: I can really relate because we in 2021 well, we live in Oregon, which has been very, pro- one of the most COVID conscious states, like our mask laws didn't drop that long ago, and our yeah. kids were out of school forever, yeah. and it was a very hard time, and um, we took our kids, we decided to take our kids, even though some people didn't think it was a good idea, because you know, everyone had was very opinionated during COVID yes. in all directions, but we desperately needed to get out and so spring break 2021 we took our kids to disney world and we were so happy to be in florida and take (laughs) our masks off (laughs) and then we didn't even care that we had to wear masks at animal kingdom we were like this is the greatest thing ever (laughs) and um have we have such special family memories from animal kingdom and universal because we were like you said coming out of this really dark time yeah and desperate to get away and just be happy as a family together now I look at the pictures I can't believe we were
2: in the parks with masks I'm like
1: oh that looks terrible but Uh I loved it
2: yes I mean it just was so like you felt like okay like the world doesn't have to feel this dark you know what I mean it was just a weird it was very it was very necessary at the time for our Mm -hmm. so Um, that will always be the number one, I think for me, all of the trips, especially when their babies are magical, but that one specifically for me, I felt the same way that you did. Is there a secret Disney tip we might not know that you can share with us? Okay. I'll make this fast. So, you know how you can ship from Disney. So like you buy an item and they can ship it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone thinks that's the only time that you can ship. Actually, if you keep all of your receipts to prove that you purchased the items in the park, you can go to one of the business centers at Walt Disney World, and they will ship it even after your kids have played with it as if you just bought it from the parks. Those are at Beach Club, Coronado, Grand Floridian, and the Disney Contemporary. So
1: any park merch, not just like a lightsaber or a droid that you built. No,
2: they will. Any park merch. They will take that there. Even um, Swan and Dolphin have a business center too. You have to pay for it. But a lot of people feel like, oh, we didn't ship it at the time of purchase. So now they won't ship it. But no, just take the receipt with you. Go to the business center and they will get everything packaged and shipped for you.
0: Awesome. Did not know that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Surprise.
0: All right. Well, before we go, we're going to ask you our two questions that we ask yes. everybody. Um, what is your favorite Disney attraction?
2: <sighs> My whole family is going to they hear this. <laughs> it's, it's Body Wars. It, it is Body Wars is number one. <laughs> but um, currently currently here and not closed down, um, Peter Pan's flight, and I don't know why. I think it's the nostalgia. We spent our summers in England go- growing up. So I always feel like so connected to it because I'm not there all the time. And so I was obsessed with Peter Pan's story. And so my husband is like, why are we going on this ride again? <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I just love it. They do the, you know, pixie dust to make the park down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, but it's my
0: number one. All right. Well, good choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you were at Disney,
2: if you could be any Disney character. Who would you be and why? We love these answers. I I 100% would be Minnie for multiple reasons. One, she was the one character, especially growing up, that I was like, anyone can be Minnie. And so I'm going to be Minnie. And let's be real, Minnie never goes out of style. Like we all love Minnie. Even if we have other favorites, it always comes back to Minnie. She's a classic. She's an icon. <laughs> and so I would pick her 100%. Good choice. She is an icon she and a legend. Is. <laughs> she, is. She, she will never, never lose style, style, like you said.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well, Jessica, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank and you I for having wait. me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. And anyone listening with young kids, go check out all of Jessica's accounts and resources at Well Hello Disney on every platform you can think of, and take the stress out of your next Disney vacation. Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points Podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon.